So let's get curious. You'll learn more being fascinated by life than you will by being frustrated by it. So as Einstein said, you know, I have no special talents. I'm only passionately curious. So let's dive into what curiosity is and how it affects us. This is a place where those who suspect they're innately wise, brilliant and powerful come to learn how to transform their lives. One cognition, one realization and one blinding flash of the obvious at a time. We are the innovators, the record breakers, the world makers and creators of all kinds. We supersede the suppressive worldview of mass ignorance and awaken the strength within. We are waking up to our innate secrets. My name is Dr. Mark Postles and welcome to the Innate Secrets Podcast. So the saying that curiosity killed the cat is such a deviation from the truth. It should really read something like uh, curiosity inspired the cat or maybe curiosity killed the cat's normality. But it certainly allows us to become alive. Curiosity is, is the... Um, energy of, of growth and of inquiry and of development. It's, it's one of those permanent and certain characteristics of a really active and, and vigorous mind. So you know, what, does, what does it do then? What, you know, why are you curious? Why not just uh, go with uh, the known? And what I would suggest is that, is that it does strengthen our relationships. Every relationship that we have is enhanced by curiosity. It'll, it'll make your social life a lot richer. It helps grow your brain. It creates new pathways. It creates plasticization of, of, of your brain so that you, you, you develop a greater richness to your life. It helps you overcome anxiety. It, it correlates directly with happiness. It, it correlates with wealth. And, and in fact, it, it correlates with health. You know, not only mental health, but physical health as well. So... In all, probably, curiosity correlates with life satisfaction and, and, you know, it can help you learn just about anything. Now, there's a word called neoteny, which is not often used, but it refers to the biological phenomena. I'm, re- I'm reading a um, definition of it here. So, um, so it refers to the biological phenomena where development is delayed such that juvenile characteristics are retained into maturity. Now... This this could be usually loosely used then in the context of uh, curiosity. It's not that the um, the development is delayed. I, I would say that uh, by seeing the world from a a, um, a childlike state in uh, right through into maturity is what causes development uh, enhancement. So you know by seeing the world. Um, in a, as Betty Smith, the novelist, wrote, wrote, look at look at everything as though you were seeing it either for the first time or the last time, and then your time on earth will be filled with glory. Yeah, you know, and that's that's so so true that that if we see things in the moment, and and this could be the very first time we're seeing it, or it could be the very last. So you, we could have seen something, the same thing, over and over again. And I, I was just thinking of this the other day as I was ride my bike um, down the road and, and you know, it wasn't really that far but I, I really paid attention to um, the things that I don't normally watch or look at or take in when I'm uh, either walking or in the car or on my bike and you know things like smells and, and sounds 
and the foliage and the, 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 the textures and the light infusions that come through the trees. Just things that in the everyday um, bustle we, we block out because they're not important to our immediate survival. And yet, though, and that's that's what allows us to go into a, a sort of robotic pattern in our life by, oh, this is the same as it was last time or yesterday, or this person's the same as they were yesterday. Therefore, um, there's no sense in taking into account any of the nuances. And so, you know, anyone wanting to connect with others, it it behooves us to be very aware of the uh, nuances, the differences, the the, the shifts in in. Um, all senses when we're relating to other people or other things or topics or, or, or subjects or you know, jobs and so forth. So, you know, the uh, once again, to go back to Einstein, it's such an amazing man. I, I, I don't know, just these, I just can't resist you know, using his quotes because it's, it's like he says that the most beautiful thing we can experience is mysterious. You know, and a lot of his work, even though it was done in science, um, was in the, which is a quadrant two phenomena, was done in quadrant one, which is the metaphysics, which is the discovery, the imagination, the curiosity, which, which drives quadrant one um, to imagine how it would be in a, in a certain circumstance. So, you know, when we're, when we're in a curious state, we have to be present. And when we, when we, when we sharpen our interest, we we see things in life and in people that uh, we didn't see there before. So you know it's it's like seeing things with new eyes. So like when you when you uh, get curious about buying a certain car, you're going to see that everywhere. You know, the, the, probably the same color and the same same model that you know that previously you'd, you'd never noticed. But you know when you start to be curious about something, then uh, you start to see it everywhere. So. Oh, I'll do another Einstein. <laughs> where, where the world ceases to be a scene of our personal hopes and wishes, where we face it as free beings, admiring, asking and observing, there we enter the realm of art and science. And I would say philosophy and politics. So you know, we enter this, this realm where we can truly ask, um, why is this so? And what is this? What is this really? What is this beyond all understanding? And how does this work? You know, and, and what else can we do with this? How, how can we make it something different or something better or discover more about it? Now, one of the things that is required here when we do curiosity is that self-interest is diminished. So we move away from our interest in our in self and our needs and our, our having to have, and we then move up into the quadrant one and two part, uh, one, and, one and four part, where, where we are looking at um, being complete, being whole, um, being, um, ha having everything that we need and way beyond, you know? so we move into a love to state. And that's where curiosity can, can really get out, come out and play, because we're not there to uh, sustain our survival. We're there to uh, enhance our, our life, enhance the, the life of, of humanity. So, you know, even in limited um, senses, like someone like Helen Keller, she was reported to say that security is mostly a superstition. 
it, it doesn't exist in nature, nor nor do the children of men as a as a whole experience it. You know, avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. So life is a daring adventure, or it's nothing at all. And this is where we so often create um, the drudgery of life by missing out on the adventure by um, you know, tending to security, by thinking that if we get a whole bunch of money, then we're going to be somehow happier or, or somehow uh, it's going to ensure a long and happy life. And it's like, wow, that is so uh, so not the thing. I think adventure is an attitude. And if we apply it to the day-to-day activities and obstacles and challenges in life, it's, it allows us to seize uh, the, the challenges and, and take on the opportunities and test our resources and deal, confront and work with the unknown. And that's what uncovers us. That's what reveals our, our potential, our, our optimal self. So, you know, often we find that we are there to, to you know, we spend a lot of time uh, looking after others and protecting them from their experience and and we we're, we're so sort of drawn to this uh, with our children and particularly young children we don't want them to get hurt we don't want them to be sore or painful we don't want them to have uh, illnesses and diseases and you know this is this is a real trap because if we continue with that and we become like a helicopter parent we're then stopping our children from experiencing life and you know i think life or family should be like an adventure and it's not like a you know a, a graded discipline that you get um uh, performance points for it's it's about allowing things to flow and and being flexible and working with that because that's the nature of children you watch them as they're as they're developing as they're growing they they like to experience things and and find out how they work so you know, there's there's a, um, a a given in life that we do over time degenerate, uh, and we do over time uh, disintegrate. I mean, all physical stuff does. And my observation on this is is that when we have that curiosity, um, we tend to extend the that that date of dis- disintegration or, or you know, breaking up, which, which I think, you know, is, is often accepted at a certain age. Uh, you know, this is just the way it is, and this way you got to be. But some of the most interesting, fascinating people that I've known in my lifetime have been old people, elderly people, who have a viewpoint on life which is massive. Uh, curiosity abounds, and they have interest in things. You know, not only just the big things, but in small things as well. So I think many people age before their time. And, you know, this this curiosity thing, which is a desire to know or learn, is what drives us and keeps us young and keeps us active. So that's about creating this plasticity, as I mentioned before. Um, and we want to discover more. It's a human trait to want to discover more, to learn more, uh, to, to have more. Uh, to 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 grow and replenish ourselves and keep reinventing ourselves and curiosity is is the tool that we use for that um, it's 
and it's really interesting as soon as we think that we've got somewhere we have that we've achieved the desired uh, information or result uh, then that's the day that we stop growing and that's the day that curiosity starts to reduce so the uh, being okay with not knowing uh, and not acting like you have all the answers uh, allows one to evade that trap you know as soon as we get into certainty uh, and that yep I know yep I know that yep 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 that that's the trap where curiosity starts to die and so you know to, to help you um, stay curious so I, there's maybe a few things that you might like to, to try on and I think probably the overriding um, phenomenal that and I, I've uh, just spent a, a weekend on one of the boards that I serve on with um, a number of people who are very curious very very curious and I think that's what makes them leaders and in, in their various professions and one particular person um, is the penultimate reporter um, you know reporters never stop asking questions and you know every question is a why or a what or a how or what if this and they know that they don't have the answers and that the answers are out there in the world and their jobs to find them and this particular person goes uh, over and above beyond the the um, the realms that are generally accepted to be normal in this in this context and has always made sure I just observed her last night as she arrived um, at the dinner she circulated amongst every one of the board members and found out what they've been doing over the last two months since the last meeting and in, in great detail and it only uh, in my observation um, maybe half of the other people asked her what she'd been up to so she wasn't there to share what she'd been up to and she had been up to some incredible stuff actually in, in that period of time but it wasn't about her so you know the the it's it's going beyond the answer you know it's always looking beyond that being present and that makes you smarter so I don't know is a fine answer as long as you follow it up with questions you know and and it's it's a um, an information packed world that we live in and we've got this huge opportunity now to um, to to get information and to get understanding and we can it's only as far as way as our computer and uh, we can then start to exercise this energy and, and the more we exercise it the better we get at it and the, and the more we'll get out of it so you know what you might like to do is think of three to five things you want to learn and put that list aside and the next time you get bored just pull it out and pick a topic you know, it's, it, it it does take effort and it's easy to ignore the questions but don't do that don't lose your curiosity in, in every conversation think of questions to ask not things to say so you know as the saying goes, you, there's a reason why you have two ears and one mouth. It's by you know, listening when you speak and curiosity um, then is activated. So, you know, often I, I've certainly found that I, that I lapse into thinking what I'm going to say next in a conversation. And, you know, when a, a, a person says something, um, the, the correction for me is to say, well, I don't understand. Please explain that. You know in, in more detail and so they go back into a, a greater depth of that particular topic they're were, they were addressing and I can just ask them to tell, tell me more and when you put your whole 
heart and mind into them and the, and the conversation, um, they start to shine. And it's, I think it was Daryl Carnegie who said that, look, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. So having curiosity uh, builds strong relationships and it, it wins um, admiration from others and yet they may know very little about you because they haven't taken the time to find out about you, but you've taken the time to find out about them. So it can be uncomfortable and let it be. Uh, some of the most memorable experiences of my life have, um, have been adventures while well, being on the uncomfort, in the discomfort zone, but uh, it's, a, it's a state of, of learning and acquisition of what it's like to be on the fringe or what it's like to be outside the box. So, you know, exploring these, these new parameters and, and knowing that, that curiosity is a function of overcoming the fear, the fear that holds us back, the fear of being wrong, the, the fear of being right, maybe, the fear of being different. And you'll, if, you, if you're not willing to, to think about the, um, the weird and the obscure and the difficult and the challenging um, and maybe risk having bad ideas or non-useful ideas, then you'll never have the opportunity to, to execute the brilliant ones. So, you know, in this process of life, this process of learning, uh, this process of, of living and experiencing and processing this, this amazing world that we're in, using your brain to its, to its optimum um, extremes and, and getting into your quadrant one so you can create the possibilities. Uh, you'll invoke this this weird thing called curiosity and it is it is addictive it, it's something that once you start doing curiosity um, it leads you to more questions it leads you to more curiosity it leads you to um, to asking bigger things of the world so I would urge you never to stop that to allow uh, not to allow certainty and and uh, the tradition and the culture and the the staidness of, of how life has been in the past to rule you, allow yourself to escape from that in in, in significant amounts of, of time and space so you can then create the future um, that is going to open up so many uh, gateways and possibility for not only for you but for those that you're in touch with. So. Curiosity is a hugely powerful way of getting there. So have fun with it and experience your brilliance in this context. Talk soon. I'm Mark. Cheers.